All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buy Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast from Monday, August 10th, 2022. 22. Um, was that the Naked Gun Strike 2? Two, two. What's going on? How are you? How was your day going? How was your weekend? Did you have a good time and everything? Well, that's awesome. I am on vacation. Vacacione. Um, I haven't been doing shit for the last three, four days. I caught a little bit of the uh, the Cowboys game against, uh, who did they play there? They played the, uh, the so-and-sos. I saw the end of the Chiefs-Broncos, and the Cowboys played the Eagles. That's right. Gave them a good old-fashioned beatdown for the unprecedented 17th game, you know, of the season. Can you imagine the records that are going to fall? They get an extra game every year. I imagine at some point, if they get done throwing the fucking ball in every down, I would think Eric Dickerson rushing yards in a season. You know, are they going to bring out the asterisk, the Roger Maris asterisk? Well, he only did it in 16 games. You know, O.J. Simpson, say what you want about his personal life. The man rushed for 2,003 or four yards in a 14-game season. It's almost as if when the man puts his mind to something, nothing can stop him. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Anyway, um, I have no idea what's going on. I am out in the middle of nowhere. I could turn on the TV and I guess I could watch some sports, but I'm kind of enjoying myself. Just shutting it down. Just taking stock. Um, yeah, I've just been chilling out, out here in the wilderness with my lovely wife for the last couple of days. And by the time you hear this, we will be back to the nut house that is LA, but I'll be honest with you, you know, I'll be honest with you, a day and a half, I'm, you know, I'm ready to get back. I'm a lunatic. I don't know what it is. Because then I feel like after like two, three days, this is a three-dayer, right? After three days, then I never want to go back. Day and a half, I'm like, all right, I feel good. I feel relaxed. I, I, I can still go back and do this, this shit, right? And then after like three days, I'm just like, what does it all mean? I mean, time's going by and just, what the fuck? Gonna write another hour of shit jokes for the people? Um, 
Bill, you don't write for the people. You write for yourself, you selfish, bald cunt. There we go. Sorry. See, you didn't even need to do it. By the way, um, I don't know how I missed this, probably because I never watched the news or anything. I didn't realize the great Mike Nesmith from the Monkees passed away in December, and I was working. I was going to go see them at the Greek Theater um, when then the two surviving members, Mickey Dolenz and Mike Nesmith, were playing. And... Um, I was so sad to hear that news. I really was, but really also admired the way that man seemed to live his life, where he really did what he wanted to do. He created what he wanted to create, and um, he just operated at a really high level. And then not to mention, um, the monkey show itself was such a huge thing for me when I was a kid because it combined two things I loved the most, comedy and music. And, um, I don't know. That's, that was a, that's a tough one, man. I love those guys to know that there's only one guy left. Holy mackerel. It's why you got to live your life, man. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. Rest in peace, Mike Nesmith. And, uh, Peter Tork died a couple years ago. I want to say in like 2019, 2018, 2019, and Davy Jones passed away a long time ago. I feel like in the 2000s or something. Um, unreal. I remember making this joke when I was in Liverpool. Even though I was sad about the death, I still had to make a joke. I did a gig in Liverpool, and Peter Tork had just died. And Liverpool's the home of the Beatles. And I was just like, all right. Two Beatles are dead. Two monkeys are dead. Who's going to win? Right? <laughs> it got a laugh. But now I'm thinking the Beatles were up two dead members to none. And the monkeys have come roaring back to make it three to two. Will the Beatles get the equalizer? What am I doing? Sorry. Um. Anyway. What else are you going to do? Just dwell in the sadness of it? Speaking of dying in age, I saw one of the dumbest, fu- no, I can't say the dumbest fucking things, but like a typical stupid thing that was trending on the internet. It was about some supermodel who was in her 50s and they were going, she had the audacity to age. Like that's like a new like liberal fucking, they love the word audacity. She had the audacity to have a thought, you know? He was a man and had the audacity to want to be a woman. Like they, they love throwing that fucking word around. So it's this whole article about a supermodel who evidently is in her fifties. And I think her, her husband died or something. So now she's going out into the clubs and she never got Botox and she's bitching that in her fifties, nobody's looking at her. It's like, yeah, you're in your fifties. No one younger wants to fuck that. I'm sorry. And she was acting as though it was some sort of unique experience. Like somehow a man in his 50, 50s can walk into a club and start banging like young chicks are like, oh my God. They're not. You're 50. You're gross. Get out. <laughs> Unless you own the place. Get out of here. Stop being a creep going out to the club. Yet let young people have their fucking time. 
I know this women. What are you talking about? You always see a fucking older guy with a young woman. She's a predator. She's a fucking predator. She's going to take all his money. That's why she's there. She is choosing money and stability over love. There's three types of people out there in the dating scene. There's people who are actually looking for love. There's people that marry for looks. And there's people that marry for money slash stability. And those people that marry for looks and they marry for money usually get spit out the other end on, on some side of a divorce in their 50s. And then they go out there and they wonder why nobody gives a fuck anymore. It's because it's, it's you're old. People my age still trying to be like sexy is just, it's fucking, how don't you remember what it was like as a younger person to see somebody coming in with their lizardy skin? You know, <laughs> or how creeped out the women were when some older cologne stinking guy came walking in. It was just the dumbest thing ever. And plus also, I just feel like, you know, that's just like a classic fucking, you know, female thing where when it works for you, it's all good. And then when it doesn't, you need to change it. It's just like you were a supermodel. How many cover charges have you paid in your life? How many drinks did you actually fucking have to buy when you were young and gorgeous? And now you're fucking old, and now all of a sudden you want the saloon doors ain't swinging the way they used to be, and we're all supposed to fucking feel bad? I don't know. Sorry. I hate to tell you. You're in your 50s, so your options are to get with someone who looks like me. (laughs) An old, bald, orange man. That's your wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Well, you could try to find love. She was like upset that she, I evidently that she was walking into the club and guys in their 30s didn't give a shit. Yeah, they don't. They don't. The same way when you were in your 30s, you didn't want some fucking bald orange guy in his 50s being like, hey, baby, what's your sign? Oh, my God, get away from me. I'm fucking young and beautiful, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, she starts getting up in there, you know, into the old bitch. The thing too, she still looks great. That's what's funny. She still looks fucking great. So I don't know, like I'm supposed to somehow uh, make a supermodel feel good about her looks. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you weren't one of the most beautiful women on the planet for your entire life. God, that that must be so difficult. So of course that sends me down this this fucking rabbit hole. Which is the usual thing, women acting, women like that, acting as though only bad things happen to women. And that guys, uh, fucking guy can be 117 years old, uh, he's got 22 year girlfriend. Uh, no, that's not what happens. If he has a billion dollars, he does. And she's fucking, she's putting fucking, uh, I don't know, salmonella in his goddamn eggs or whatever. Can you do that? Can you buy salmonella? Sorry, I was trying to think of a poison and I panicked. I couldn't think of anything. Um, arsenic? There we go. Rat poison? Putting rat poison in your colostomy bag? Um, So there was another one where there was this woman going like, you know, uh, back when I was a model, I got fired for being a size four, which I guess is small. I haven't cross-dressed in a while. I'm a little, little rusty on my women's sizes numbers. So she was a, they fired her for being a four. Right? Said she was too fat. So she goes, joke's on you. I'm now at 10. You know, and I can pick up your audacity. Because I had the audacity to be a four. That's what she said. Then she goes, joke's on you. I can now 
lift up your audacity. And, and so I forget what, because now she's like a weightlifter or something like that. So it's like, all right, well, that's a good thing then. Like, what, what is, there's no audacity in modeling. It is what it is when you go into it. You're not eating. <laughs> Everybody knows this. Like, what they're bitching about, that would be like a quarterback going like, you know, I just got replaced at quarterback because I had the audacity to be 35 years old in the NFL and they decided to draft a younger guy with a stronger arm because I had the audacity to age. It's the same fucking thing. Three years ago, I got kicked off my football team because I had the audacity to blow out my ACL to get a knee injury playing football. It's like, yeah, that, that's what happens. That's what happens. All right. Everybody has their moment in life, and when your moment is over, or if you can't live up to what the, 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 the level of excellence is, then you got to pick something else. You know, the fuck are you complaining about? You got to be a model. That's amazing. <laughs> amazing. It's amazing, right? Then you got to be too big for them which who gives a fuck what they think? And now you're lifting weights. That's fucking great. <laughs> so I had the audacity. Ugh. I, got a, I got a feeling that word's going to be around for a while. Used like that. You know? I had the audacity. Fucking audacity. Can you fucking believe it? It's like, yeah, that's that's how it works. It's like if you're an athlete, you gotta understand that like any day somebody comes in and does your job better, you're out. You're done. If you're a coach, you lose a couple games in a row, your ass is on the hot seat. You gotta sell your house and pull your kids out of the school they just made friends at. It's just it's it's how it works. I've never seen like a football coach like I got fired because I had the audacity to only be nine and seven three years in a row. You couldn't get us over the hump. You're out. Fuck you and your dream. You know? Granted, football coaches can be fat fucks, but it's not a beauty contest. I don't know. I just understand why that fucking thing starts trending. Kind of glad it did because it gave me something to talk about here because I haven't been doing shit the entire time. Oh, I got something else here. Oh, Billy uh, on the internet watching the news here. I'm doing all topical material. Have you seen that new fucking Apple Watch commercial where it's 911 calls people made on their Apple Watch? Like, how few fucking Apple Watches are they selling? Because most people like me are like, oh, I got the fucking phone. I don't need It's a clock on the phone. You know what I mean? So then they have all these people calling and these just these fucking horrifying scenes. This woman drove a car in a lake, of course. Crazy broad. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's why they shouldn't be driving. You know, you don't hear a guy talking in his Apple Watch that he fucking drove his car into a lake. I'm just saying. I had to use my Apple Watch to call the police because I had the audacity to drive my car into a lake. I feel like if I was a man driver, they wouldn't have put that lake there. Hello, double standard nature. Um, anyway, so this, these fucking people are like, one woman is drove her car into a lake and as far as I can understand is in an air pocket. 
talking to the cops. Another guy's like, ah, I'm in a barn. I broke my leg. I can't get up. Uh, you got to come get me. You got to come get me. It's going to get bad quick. <laughs> oh, come get me, right? And in the middle of all that, for some reason, he says, I couldn't reach my phone, so I called on my Apple Watch, right? Like, who gives a fucking product endorsement in the middle of a fucking 911 call? I'm calling bullshit on that commercial. I'm not saying the guy didn't use his Apple Watch. I'm not saying he didn't break his leg in that barn. All right? What I'm saying is I think afterwards they did a little, uh, little, you know, they added, they embellished. These are actual 911 calls, and then they added, can you just say that you were calling from your Apple Watch? Like, how does that, he didn't even say, oh, I'm calling from a watch, which you probably try to use as few words as possible if you were laying in a barn with your leg busted. But this guy's like, I call, I'm calling from my Apple Watch. I got the turquoise one. My wife loves it. So does her sister. I think I might get a threesome. You should buy one. Oh, yeah. My address is. <laughs> I don't I, I'm calling 100% bullshit on that. Nia, would you agree? What are you talking about? On the, uh, there's a new Apple Watch commercial. Yeah. It's really unsettling. Oh, am I back on the podcast? Yes. Come here. So. Um, the people what they want. That's right. <laughs> a happier, some more sunshiny vibe. So this is Apple what Watch. What are you complaining about now? <laughs> um, the Apple Watch commercial. All complaints all the time. All complaints all the time. That's yeah. right. So, yeah, oh, you told me about that. I haven't seen this commercial, but you told me about it. Well, it's it. this 911 commercial, and this woman's like, yeah, I drive my car into a leg. Water thought to my neck. And there's this other guy who's going like, I'm busting my leg. I'm in barn. He's trying to fuck a yak, and it, it bit back. A yak? Or whatever. He's trying to fuck a pig, and it, his friends came over. Oh, goodness. And then there was somebody else. I don't know where the deal is. Like, I'm trying to put this dress on. I can't zip it up, right? <laughs> So the guy's laying in the barn after whatever he tried to fuck kicked the him in his leg. Accident. Don't don't make don't make it seem like people who work on farms sleep with the farm animals. That's not nice. What do you mean? That happens all the time. How would you know? Did you grow up on a farm? Oh my god, you are so tone deaf. Am I tone deaf or naive? What do you mean? Like, why I- do you think they have farmersonly.com? <laughs> it's not. So, Why can't so the farmers and the cows can hook? Yeah, so nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, anyways, this guy's laying in the barn. Ah, my legs all busted up. And he goes, I couldn't reach my phone. I'm calling from my Apple Watch. You would never tell a 911 dispatcher that. They would be like, we know. <laughs> we can see everything on our monitors. Okay. No, but why would you do a product endorsement? Yeah, that, exactly. That's I just I mean. sat down and had a Pepsi, and I slipped in my Uggs, and I fell and bust my leg calling you on my Apple Watch. But, so yeah, so the point is that you can call 911 from your Apple Watch. I bet your regular fucking Timex won't do that. Huh? I know, but you could also call them from your, your fucking guest watch, your Swatch watch. No, Remember this is Swatch this is watches? what they're doing. They've realized that they they put a hat on a hat when they made the fucking Apple Watch because you already have a clock on your phone <laughs> and you can already make phone calls on your phone. A hat on a hat. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> so they fucking, they're like, what do we do here? Yeah. They have to create this fear that you're going to drive a car into a lake and your phone's going to be like, I don't know, underwater. Yeah. But you can still call 911 yeah. from here. It's well, how come her, her watch wasn't underwater? She went in like she was on a roller coaster, like, whee! <laughs> Putting her arms up. Yeah, yeah baby, Thelma Louise. Yeah, is the watch, like, waterproof up to eight feet or something? Because that's also something that they should consider if it hasn't already been done, which I'm sure it has. It was all just really convenient. I think that somebody who runs Apple over there demanded that one of their new employees who wanted a better office show loyalty to the company and drive her car Mm-hmm. or Prius mm-hmm. into a lake and then they recorded the whole thing. It's like, but you just can't say that we had this conversation. And if you do that, we will let you sit in Steve's job's office, which has remained locked since he's died. You can sit in there for 20 minutes. And she said yes. <laughs> and maybe you'll be a fraction of as brilliant as our great leader was. Yes. Yeah, you can, you can put on his turtleneck, one of his turtleneck sweaters. Hmm. I'm I'm just saying, yeah, I'm calling bullshit. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's that definitely seems a little far fetched. I had to call nine one one because I had the audacity to drive into a lake. I suppose it's that extra layer of security that you had your phone, you have your watch, you have many things on you where you could call for help if you're ever in peril. So. And all of them are tracking you, and then people don't oh, want people don't want to get microchipped. I still don't understand like Apple tags. Have you seen these? Are you going to get microchipped, Nia? Why would I get microchips? Exactly. Willingly. But have you seen these? Um, what sort of fight are you going to put up? Are we talking Red Dawn here? I feel like I would put up a pretty good fight. If someone tried to kill Head, me. Head, knock it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop, dirtbag. What was that? What would she say? Don't in, move, dirtbag. In, in police academy. Yeah, no, private I'm, hooks. I'm pretty, I'm pretty scrappy. And you know I fight dirty, too. So I'm kind of like... I'm going for every possible orifice. I'm, you know, scratching whatever I can scratch. You know, at the very least, I'm getting some evidence underneath my nails. So I know, but you'll be attacking the government, so you'll go to jail. What do you mean? They said it's, I read this fucking article, and this fucking nerd is going like, yeah, it's inevitable, so you can't even fight it. Oh, that they're going to actually force people to be microchipped? Where are people getting this idea that that's actually going to happen? Because there's some idiots that work for companies that have already done it. And this is what they're going to do. They're going to scare you about your kid, just like the Apple Watch commercial. Like, I drove my kids into a lake. I can't find them. They had some lady on. I have to look it up. It was years ago that they had some lady on some morning show, and she had voluntarily gotten her and her entire family microchipped for, like, tracking safety reasons. It's already been done, but it's not like they're forcing you to. It's not like, you know, they're lining you up. and That's how it, you know, initially, you know, they came out with the vaccine, and you didn't have to get it. And now now in uh, Australia, I believe they're beating people, aren't they? Australia is not fucking around. They're not fucking around. They're they not told fucking around. And if you screw it up, that's why what they're mad at that tennis player, right? Is that what you were telling me? They weren't mad at the tennis player. The tennis player was coming in to make them some money, and then they looked the other way, and then they all the Australians were like, "Crikey, yeah, white, well, white, like, that's not nice." Yeah, you, right. You can't make everybody else do, it, and then this person gets an exception. Exactly, that's not okay. Yeah, they're fucking lunatics. They're, they're going to come up and headbutt that guy right in his want, teeth. They don't want your fucking virus. They don't want your dogs. They don't want your strange plants or fruits. That's like, New Zealand. Don't. I thought Australia was like that, too. 
I don't you know. You can't bring any different kind of eco. I think that was New Zealand. Australia didn't you give can't a fuck. Bring yeah, any kind of like living thing or whatever into their ecosystem because you might throw the whole shit off balance. No, Australia doesn't care. You can come in, do whatever you want, and then take a shit on the Great Barrier sh- Reef. No. They don't care. Oh, no, that's they're all true. about the money that's in Australia. True. I'm sure. I, don't I might have that wrong. It's been a while <laughs> since I've been there. I think you have it wrong. <laughs> I think they are. <laughs> Very determined to keep their beautiful landscape, and it is beautiful. The most yeah. beautiful beaches it's I've so ever beautiful. seen in my life. New Zealand was like magical. No, it's just the. It's, it's no, I'm talking Australia. Australia is amazing too. But I was just saying, I liked the the waterfalls and the beaches in New Zealand. I thought they were magical. I, New Zealand had like the toughest people I've ever seen in my life. The the native New Zealanders all look like Hall of Fame linebackers or defensive <laughs> tackles. <laughs> Every single one of them was like, would not fuck with that guy, would not fuck with that guy. Remember when we flew in the airport and everything was like Harry Potter? It was all the dragons and all that stuff in the airport. Do you remember this? I yeah, because they shot that down there. Yeah. And, and you know why? And the safety video was like the cast of Lord of the Rings. That's what, yeah, Lord, not Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. The cast in the safety video, they had like fucking Elijah Wood. I feel like it was directed by Peter Jackson. Like they just went all in. Well, because they shot it down there, and they don't recognize SAG down there, so they only had to pay the actors once. It was a big, uh, it was a big fiasco. Was it? Oh yeah, like the director of that movie never got paid. They they was they made like six billion dollars on paper, it was still not in profit, and he had to sue them. I think he had to keep making Lord of the Rings just so they still needed him so he'd get paid. It was one of the worst things ever. And then as he was suing them, I believe they got bought by another corporation, so he was chasing a ghost, and it was all legal. Really? This all happened? Yeah, look it up. Okay. Damn. If he only had an Apple Watch, he could have called his lawyer, and he would have been fine. (laughs) Even from the middle of the earth, you could have called... On your Apple Watch. CAA. <laughs> Have them come rescue you. Listen, I've just made the third one. There's $6 billion in profit. I'm calling you my Apple Watch, by the way. I have not had anything beyond a per diem. I'm calling for my Apple Watch, by the way. By the way. By the way, I, I got the rose gold one. My wife loves it. By the way, this was... <laughs> so oh, this is my retirement gift, by the way. What is? The Apple Watch. The Apple Watch? Yeah. I remember when it came out, I was like, that thing is stupid. That is just redundant. I don't need that. I just thought it was, I, I, and I thought it was, uh, it was kind of like. Uh, I was with someone who kept looking at their watch and I was like, why did, why did she keep looking at her watch? And I realized she had an Apple watch and she was getting text messages on it. So it's like, instead of, you know, pulling out your phone, she's low, she was just checking the watch because it kept going off and she was like tapping on it. I guess. And then what, you text with one back. finger? I have no idea. I don't, you know, I don't even wear a watch. What does Def Leopard mean? Like, what is the Def part? What is Def the... is like it's dope, right? No. Like a dope leopard. It's like a leopard it. that's into hip hop. That's not how they meant it at all. How, how did they mean it? Uh, I don't know. You'd have to ask them. By the, but know, I've been listening to them. You know, knew the whole backstory of Peter Jackson and his, like, you know, advertisements for the airline and all the drama, you, you, but you don't know about Def Leppard? I feel like you would know that more than anything. Like, that would be the one thing that you knew because there's so much you don't know. <laughs> but I feel like you would know that. 
That's just so in your wheelhouse to know how. What am I, fucking Eddie Trunk? I don't know who that. I don't know. I don't know who Eddie Trunk is. Eddie Trunk is is, is all of that historian. This is he's like a he's like a uh, paleontologist of hair metal. I want people to pay attention to this. There's nothing wrong with dating somebody ten years older or ten years younger, but understand you will have moments like this. Well, one person will be like, "I have no idea what you're referring to. Who is Eddie Trunk?" Eddie Trunk exists outside. Your wheelhouse. Okay. I mean, who was I listening to the other day? You freaked out. Oh, my God. Bill was playing Jodeci like it was fucking 19, I don't know, 94 or something like that. Any, but, like, I was obviously so excited. But I was like, are we at a dance at my Yeah, at now, my if, I, if I can, if I know who Jodeci is, how do you not know who Eddie Trunk is? I feel like I'm doing more work here. Really? Jodeci no, I'm kidding. Po- okay. I'm like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> Eddie Tr- Jodeci was more popular than whoever Eddie Trunk is. I don't even know who that is, but I'm willing to bet that Jodeci was more famous than him. Am I right? Hey, maybe we need to do a versus. <laughs> Eddie Trunk. Eddie versus Trunk versus Jodeci. Jodeci. The versus nobody wanted to see. <laughs> Both sides just going, I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, but if they had the Apple Watch. Maybe that's what we need to bring this country together. It's a random versus of two totally different genres. I want to pitch myself for an Apple Watch 911 call to my agent. Oh, my God. I want to do it right now. Yeah, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna do like that Jesse Smollett dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna create something that happens to me. I'm sorry. Still a bad topic. Ooh, still a sore one. That is a sore one. (laughs) Do you see Joey Via Gomez? Joey Via Gomez said, "Is he the first guy that ever went to jail for kicking his own ass?" You know, Nia, come on. We all have a hero fantasy. The man followed through with it. You got Listen, you got to give it up to him. He actually fucking had a plan and he carried it out. Mm. Not every movie works, Nia. You, you can sit. That's the thing about it. That's the thing about it. It could have been a short film. He could have made uh, a really like deep, like well acted, really interesting kind of film about that subject. Like it could have been a creative exercise. Well, you know, reality TV is a lot bigger than movies these days, Nia. So he he went real. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna stop talking about it because it's just you know. Mm-mm. Nia, how did the Chussie yeah, Smullett incident affect you? <laughs> <laughs> no, when it first happened, of course, you know. This is what they're gonna do to you, Nia. I like, did a little, you know, thing on my stories about it because I felt so awful. But yeah, it's 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 complicated. This is like you when you have your hit TV show, and like, okay, we're bringing Nia in. She just said, you know, just once again, just we are agreeing. To not bring up the Jesse Smollett case. Please. That's it. Absolutely. That's, that's going to be in my writer. <laughs> Nia, thank you so much for joining us. You look absolutely radiant. Oh, thank you. And thank you congratulations on your your uh, your your big new TV show. It's an it's a hit. I saw Apple Watches was advertising on it. Yeah, you got to yeah. get an Apple Watch. Yeah. Now let me ask you this. Just going back. You know, do you plan on faking a hate crime at all? Like a Jesse Smollett, Smollett, Smollett. You know what? I'm, I'm sorry. Nia Renee Hill storms out of interview. Yeah, I specifically asked to not be asked about this. And you had the audacity. You had the audacity to ask me about it. Yeah, I don't know, man. 
Are you getting any questions still? Are you still giving people advice? I haven't been on the podcast in so long. I have no idea what's I know, going sucks. on anymore. Well, so, what's happening? Are people sending in questions? You know, it's funny, Nia. The same questions you ask about the podcast, you could even be asking about me. We don't even know each other anymore. I know, we've right? Ha- we've had two kids. Mm-hmm. We pass each other in the hall. Two, we're just two ships in the night. Two ships in the night, you know? So, we're out here. In a red roof end, trying to reconnect. <laughs> I busted my leg. I was reaching for the Bible. <laughs> I had my Apple Watch on. I should have just played John 13. Can you watch things on your Apple Watch? Like you can watch on your iPhone? Like you watch YouTube and stuff on your Apple Watch? I don't know. I feel like this is a better commercial for the Apple Watch because we've said Apple Watch a million times. And there's probably, I imagine, some clever person on the internet is going to be like, hey, genius says, just let you know, he just dedicated her podcast to a fucking Apple Watch. I feel like they should send us some and we can test them out and then we can give our honest review. I don't want a fucking watch. I do. Apple, I do. I would love uh, the... The band. You. What do you call this part? Technology whore. What is this part called on a watch? What's this? The band. The band. Yeah, I want a a band to be. Can they make a metal band or is it only like plastic? Well, Nia, if you have a metal band, that's going to drag you under the water when you drive your car into the lake (laughs) because you're texting between your iPhone and your iWatch. Maybe it's leather. Maybe a nice soft leather. Does a cow really have to die? So you can fucking know. break maybe your leg in a barn. Maybe it's a biodegradable plastic. Anyway. Maybe that's what happened to the farmer. He was killing the cow. Minty, icy blue is a color that I'm really into right now. So you can send it in that color way. I love how you're talking about it this long like you think they're actually going to do it. Listen, all they can say is no. All they can say is no. The worst I like that. I'm going to be Oprah right now. I like that. <laughs> and that's how we started. And then Nia wrote a book called... All they can say is no. Mm-hmm. Nia, how many times, girl, did you hear no? <laughs> wow. <laughs> did, really? you hear, did you hear Did you hear no growing up? And when did you decide? Was it after or before you got your eye watch? You as the antagonistic talk show host, I feel like, <laughs> is a character you really should explore. <laughs> It's not a character. Uh, yeah, right. That's it's what true. I'm doing. True. Hey, antagonistic um, podcast host. Antagonistic podcast host. In sad news, I heard some poor kid uh, died playing hockey. Yeah, high school. So yeah. Very sad. Somebody's skate hit him in the neck. Now, that happened to Clint Malachuk way back in the day. He was playing goalie, and, uh, you know, people crashed the net. And then goaltenders ended up getting some sort of, I believe, they changed the equipment, so I think this will definitely um, change the equipment. That happened to a friend of mine in my high school. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Skate went right. He had the scar and everything, but it just didn't quite didn't quite go deep enough for the uh, jugular. Yeah, it happens. It seems like it happens once every fucking five million games. Really? I mean, my, the amount of hockey I've watched my whole life, I've only seen it happen once, and it so was Clint yes. Malarchuk. It's yeah. a freak, freak, freak say, thing. So it's a freak accident thing, yeah. Well, well, that brought the whole thing I down. Why I don't, did you bring that up? Because, I don't know. You running out of things to talk about? No, I talked about Mike Nesmith dying, which really bothered me. You know, three of the four monkeys are dead. Mickey Dolenz goes, that means I'm next. That's the logic. That is the logic. <laughs> First is the people you watch. What's if Betty White just died? 
the last person on the Mary Tyler Moore show. So literally a show that was putting out new episodes that I was watching when new episodes, the whole fucking cast is dead of natural causes. Are you having like some sort of like weird, like, like I'm a moral person, like not moral, I'm mortal and I'm going to die type of thing. <laughs> like what's going on right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. It, it ha- you wait, you wait. You hit, I'm going to be in my mid-50s, Nia, and it's just like, I remember 15 years ago. It kind of seems like a while another, ago. Another example, like your partner is going to start having like a midlife crisis and you're going to be like, whoa, man. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay over there? <laughs> First of all, you don't have... Nesmith, the skate. It's just yeah. like, sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, you don't have a midlife crisis at 53. 53 times... kind of the middle of your life? What's 53 times two? Well, I mean, yes, no. It's not the middle of your life. But no, it's, it's not even close. You think I'm going to make 106? Well, the thing is, I always feel like, let's just say we live to 100. So that's, for me, I'd be like, yes, 50 is mid eight. Like, All right. Well, I'm going to be 54 in June. So I'm on the yeah, other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, you're really I'm on like the 13th all hole, Nia. All downhill from here. Well, I'll be there holding your hand. <laughs> so you can take comfort in that. <laughs> oh, you are gonna be the worst. When I'm on my deathbed, you're gonna you're gonna just be like Oh, oh my god, he rang the buzzer again. I sh- never should have given him that iWatch. <laughs> Apple Watch. Apple Watch, whatever. <laughs> no, by that time it really will be a chip. And you know what? All you have to do is think about something that you want and then Someone will come tend to you. How about that? I just I don't see that existing on my level. Uh, this is what's going to happen when you're old and feeble. I'm not going to put you away. I'm going to put you in a wing of the house that I never go to. I'm just kidding. No, but I'll, I'll give you a nurse and I'll set you up with a comfortable bed. Of course, a, a you're going to outsource bed. taking care of me when I'm old. That is so. That is so you. You're going to get me a fucking old guy <laughs> nanny. Well, what you keep fucking. You go down Rodeo Drive looking for some old guy wearing Ed Hardy that you're going to hook up with? Wow. And I'm just going to have them play movies for you all day, like all your favorite movies and everything like that. Like, So you'll just be sort of laughing and I don't know. Wait, can we do this now? I would sign up for that the final year of my life. Let's do it. Yeah, just, just, just play all your favorite movies and things and take you out for a little walk. No, of course I'd be there. What are you talking about? I'm going to be feeding you soup and no. rubbing your feet and no. all that other stuff. Okay, now we're now we're past the first 4 days of that. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so exhausted of taking care of my old husband. <laughs> Let's go to oldhusband.net and see what my options are for a less old husband. Oh, I was just for I was just saying for like taking care of me, you know what I mean? To try to get the uh the new dumper bed. You can shit in the bed and you can dump them in the tub afterwards. <laughs> it's a tub. It's a shitter. And then they have like sealing the floor windows. When you die, it, the, the bed just slides towards the window and goes right off the side of the house. See? What a great idea. Apple didn't come up with that. Yet. The apple bed. We just, we just gave them the idea of the apple bed. There'll be some woman making 911 call on her Apple Watch <laughs> that her old husband that she married for, for money was banging her missionary style and just collapsed on her and she can't get him off. I'm laying underneath my rich husband. I think he's dead. His chest hair's in my mouth. This is bothering I'm me. Calling, I'm calling you from my iWatch. Not iWatch. Apple Watch. Why is it the iPhone? 
I don't know. What does the I stand for? Wait a minute. As an I as in me? Like myself? Or Probably. Internet, internet maybe? Internet phone. <laughs> internet. How about we'll just go with ignorant with the two of us? <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's so obvious too. What is? What it what it what it stands for. Like the I hey, I asked somebody a sound person one time on a movie. I asked them what ADR stood for and they didn't know. They go, audio. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, wait a minute. I don't know what the fuck that means. ADR? ADR. Auto department repair. No. <laughs> For those of you not in the business of show. I was going to say, is this a little too inside baseball? Um, ADR is after you, do, after you do a movie, there'll be lines. Or a TV show. Oh, Jesus Christ. Or you... an animated show. Anything where your voice is recorded. Thank you for making that point so clear. <laughs> Any other forms of media that you would like to talk about? <laughs> Super 8 movies, actual film, digital, all mediums in the universe as yet to be created. But anyway, you have to come back. You have to come back sometimes and re-record your lines for for various reasons, like that audio might have not picked up a certain word, or you didn't say something clear enough, or whatever the case. So that's what ADR is. You come back and you go in the studio, and they cue it up on a big screen. They cue up where you say your lines, and you do them over again. So Bill's Googling alternative. No, 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 no. That's not it? No, that's. There we go. Automated dialogue replacement. Yeah. So it's basically if you're in a scene and you're running down a hall and your shoes are slapping on the floor, they can't hear the line that you said. So then they play it back to you and you're in the booth. And they just have the scene going, the murderer's down the hall? No, he's right there. And then when you yelled, oh, fuck, you already started running. So then they beep you and they go, beep, beep, beep. And you have to go, oh, fuck. That was good. <laughs> Try it again. You're a little, little, little late, a little sooner. Oh, fuck. No, too quick, too quick. <laughs> For a perfect example and you just of keep this. My pinned tweet, which was the birthday thread for Bill, and the first video on there is him doing ADR at The Simpsons. So you can. No, I'm not. Is that not you doing ADR? No, that's me recording. I was actually doing the lines, the lines. Oh yeah. I guess. Yeah, and then afterwards, if they had, so, if if for some reason I made like a noise, it and it usually doesn't happen in animation. Yeah, but I I did it for FS. For, no. No, you know what? They come up with a new line. This is what this is the ADR and animation is they come up with a new line. Okay. But the mouth still moves the same, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So then you gotta fit it in mm -hmm. to the mouth. <laughs> to the mouth. Yeah, they might change a word or whatever. So what you were doing on The Simpsons was not ADR, but did you have to do ADR for The Simpsons at one point or no? No. Okay. All right. So it doesn't exist in I think I I don't know. Well, because you would never be making a no unless you made a noise within the room you were recording it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Automated dialogue replacement. See? We've learned something. I bet the I bet the the Apple Watch. I said it right. The Apple Watch has it. Mm -hmm. You know. All right. Well, I, what's his face? The great Andrew Themelis from Beverly Hills has not. Beverly Hills own. Beverly Hills own Andrew Themelis has not sent me the reads yet. 
If I were doing a remake of Less Than Zero, I would cast Andrew Thumalus in it in some way, shape, or form. Maybe in the Andrew McCarthy role. Like, don't you see him playing that? Actually, I do. Yeah. Andrew playing Andrew. He's laughing at this right now. Like, don't you think, Thumbless? I feel like he would be great <laughs> in something like that. You have, you have the look for it. You've got the look. All right, I got to pause now because I don't have any advertising or any of your questions. Oh, my God, we already did 43 minutes of babbling, babbling on here. I'd like to think I brought something special to the podcast this episode. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Nia, I don't know how I do this every week without you. You were amazing. You did. It was fun to uh, bounce some ideas off you. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now I'm going to go disappear for another <laughs> five years. No, you're not. No, I'll be back. All right. We just have to get on the get on the sketch. You haven't been on the podcast so long. I don't know where my other microphone is. There you go. I'll tell you, that's a long time. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> when we come back, we'll have advertising and questions. All right. All right. I'm back. I'm back. I got the reads and everything. And what a difference. A couple hours makes. Um, as all of you already know, I just literally just found out about the untimely and shocking passing of uh, Bob Saget. And uh, I don't even know what to say. I'm just absolutely in shock. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say than what everybody else said. Just like absolutely the nicest guy and just so goddamn funny. And... Um, absolutely loved making people laugh and love jokes. And whenever I would text with him, he would go on until you stopped. Like, I don't care if it was like three in the morning, if you were joking back and forth, that guy just loved to improv and just make people laugh. And one of the most amazing things that I found about that guy was he was literally friends with comedians that were only a couple years into the business, all the way to legends working in Vegas, some of whom who weren't selling as many tickets and kind of were working off the strip. He would fly out there. He'd go to their shows, encourage them, tell them they're funny and have dinner with them. And um, I don't know. I met him. I believe the first time I met him was probably on the Opie and Anthony show. I can't remember if it was the virus tour or if he was in studio first, but I was immediately just struck with how down to earth he was. It was fucking Bob Saget, right? Who, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, he was just wire to wire. I knew him a little more than 15 years. And just wire to wire was just an absolute sweetheart. I'd never had one argument with him. Um, he was just the nicest guy and I really very thankful that I had a very complete friendship with him. You know, we told each other that we loved each other, shared, you know, you know, stories about growing up and how the hell we both ended up being comedians. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, if that guy wasn't making people laugh, he was out organizing a benefit to help other people out. And that is why you see the kinds of tributes that he's getting. Um, it's just fucking brutal. Fucking brutal. I'm absolutely in shock. So 
with that, um, wow. Well, Jesus Christ. Someday I'll, I will tell you guys, I'll tell you more stories that he would, he would get a fucking kick out of. Um, but it's always tragedy plus time. So, um, all right, let's leave it at that. Okay. All right. All right. Back to the podcast. Rest in peace, Bob. Um, I love you to death, but you knew, you already knew that. You already knew that. Why did I just say I love you to death? He would have got a kick out of that. Stupid. All right. All right. Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available technology, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Butcher box, everybody. Um, meal prepping is difficult. Not as difficult as when a good friend of yours dies. All right, this is going to seep into the rest of the podcast. Sorry. Butcher box makes it easy. Butcher box is a subscription service that takes the guesswork out of finding high quality meat. Butcher box sources their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. No more searching the grocery store for 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, wild caught seafood, and more. Their, source, their sourcing decisions are made holistically, keeping the farmer, the planet, the animal, and your family in mind. <laughs> I wonder how the animal feels about that. Uh, every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home, free shipping for the continental United States, no antibiotics or added hormones. Each box contains between 8 to 14 pounds of meat, ladies. Depending on the box you choose, that's enough for 24 individual meals. Uh, unless you're one of those skinny guys that eats all the hot dogs, you could probably do it in one meal. Uh, packed fresh and shipped frozen for convenience so you can save time on your next grocery store trip. Customize your own box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you get exactly what you want. For a limited time, Butcher Box is offering new members a great deal for the new year. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash burr and you'll receive the ultimate uh, New Year's bundle in your first box. This deal includes ground beef, chicken thighs, and pork butt. Uh, that's more than seven pounds of meat. Add it to your first box for free. Get this New Year's bundle before it's gone by going to butcherbox.com slash burr. All right, True Bill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Well, yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Here we go. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want, need one, or simply forget about. On average, people save up to $720 a year for, with Truebill. You got to have this because nobody looks at their credit card statement. They just look at the friggin' 
how much you owe. Uh, because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebills makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. That's great. You got a heavy in the room. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Burr. I got to get this. Go right now. T- <laughs> Truebill.com slash Burr. It could save you thousands of dollars a year. Truebill.com slash Burr. Remember that podcast where Nia's going, why do you have three different cell phone numbers? And it went all the way back to the early 2000s when I had an internet phone number. I paid for that. Like for, I I swear to God, like 12 years. And I think I only used it once. It didn't work. Um, It was probably something Bobby told me about. Dude, you get your own internet number, dude. You do a gig, dude. Bam, flip, you're on the internet. Uh, Stamps.com. If you're a small business owner, you're busy enough as it is. You don't have time to deal with the hassle, man, of going to the post office. With Stamps.com, you can skip the trip and never waste another dollar or a minute. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computers so you can spend less time at the post office, more time running your business. You've heard me talk about Stamps.com. They've been sponsoring our shows for over nine years now. And if you haven't tried it, what are you waiting for? Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping uh, out orders. Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. You're up and running in minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. Uh, Save time and money this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code BURR for a special offer. That includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, and... Enter the code Burr. Um, all right, here's a Saget story for you. I got to change the names here. Um, one of the last times I hung out with them, um, I was hanging, you know, with a bunch of comics, some musicians and everything. Typical comedy store, just a great mix of people. We were up on the roof, thanks to Mike Binder and his um, documentary. They built a little area up there where you can smoke cigars. He did it for that documentary he did about um, the comedy store. So we're up on the roof. And we would tell, tell, you know, just talking comedy. And uh, there's this story about this one comic. I can't say the guy's name. But his deal, <laughs> this is so bad. His deal was when a comic would die, he would call up that comic's agent and be like, oh, my God, I heard about so-and-so. I'm so sorry. I just want to make sure you're doing okay. And then they'd be like, oh, gee, so-and-so, I'm so glad you called. It's so nice of you to reach out. Um, and the guy, and the comic would be, yeah, if there's anything I can do, you know, I, you know, I'm always here for you, buddy. We all love so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. And then in the end he goes, yeah, listen, and if he had any corporate dates on the book, you need me to cover. Just let me know. He was actually calling up <laughs> to take the dead comics gigs under the guise of acting like he gave a shit. So anyway, um, how do I tell the story without giving away who it is? They fucking... There was a story, uh, a comedian, his, his wife was downstairs making breakfast. The guy died in the morning. Okay, that's the loose version of what happened. So we were all just sitting there thinking about that. And then out of nowhere, Saget goes, so-and-so probably came by and asked for his eggs. 
I can't do it justice. I also had to leave out so many details, but it was the fucking line of the night. And I remember I was up on the roof with Bartnick and Bartnick has this thing when somebody just does a really dark, sick joke, which was so much of Bob's humor, which is so funny because he was such a loving, caring guy. He could just go so dark. I remember Bartnick just closing his eyes and just <laughs> threw his head back and started laughing. And um, I remember laughing. And, and yelling out, line of the night. And I remember seeing how happy. Yeah, how happy that made him. You know, there is something to be said about dying young, because then you don't have to hang around and watch all your friends die. You know, I always wondered what it was like. You know, these people lately, like Betty White dying at like fucking 99 it's just like you literally everybody you went to school with is dead everybody <laughs> you got like movies you did like everybody's dead that's gotta be like why isn't anybody asked i guess it's not a nice thing <laughs> to ask an older person but i would love you know like one of my relatives lived close to 105 and she was on like her third set of friends. She was a card player. You know, she always played bridge and everything. They always say that's so good for your brain. And she just was sharp as a tack right to the very end. And um, I remember my relatives telling me, yeah, she's outlived the f people she grew up with, the next generation, the generation after that. Yeah, she'd always be playing cards with women in their 60s and 70s. And, you know, I'd come back, you know, and every 10 years, there'd be a different group of women and she would still be sitting there. It was just fucking, it's like one of those actors that just never leaves law and order. <laughs> the whole cast changes around him. All right, let's do some of the, uh, let's do some of the uh, questions here for the week. All right, useless Christmas present. Uh, dear Billy Buttfuck. <laughs> I have a useless Christmas present. My mom wanted to give me your action figure from the Mandalorian for Christmas. So she went ahead and ordered one and a package came in the mail a few weeks later. The only problem was the package was giant. Confused, she opened up the package to find a giant, big-headed, Mayfeld cardboard cutout. Oh, no. Turns out the action figures don't come out until next year. So they sent this instead. So now I have this life-size cardboard cutout of you in your Mandalorian outfit, and I have nowhere to put it. I laughed my ass off for 10 minutes straight and thought you'd enjoy the story. I'm definitely keeping this useless piece of shit. I've attached a picture for your enjoyment. Thanks for bringing enjoyment to my life. Oh, my God, it's fucking huge. What the hell would you do with that? Um, I don't know. Why don't you reboot Weekend at Bernie's? Fucking drive around with that thing. I have no idea. Uh, but thank you for watching the show, and thank you for caring enough to, to order uh, the action figure. All right. SR-71 Blackbird Pilot tells story. The story you were trying to recollect this past Monday, regra oh, regarding the ground speed checks. Oh, okay. Let's see if this is... Audio, 
or is it uh okay so yeah okay center aspen 20 you got a ground speed radar for us there was a pause longer than normal aspen i show uh 1942 knots no further inquiries were heard after the, on that freaks okay all right can i read all of this Okay, so basically what happened is I guess there was some guys flying around and somebody goes to do an altitude check, which I guess is like a big dick thing in aviation that if you're flying the highest, you know, you got the biggest balls. Typical dumb guy shit, right? So anyways, here's the story of somebody who did that and then got got basically topped like three or four times within the transmission here. Uh, throughout its nearly 24-year career, the Lockheed SR-71 Blackbird Mach 3 strategic res- uh, reconnaissance aircraft remained the world's fastest and highest flying operational aircraft from 80,000 feet. It could s- survey a hundred thousand square miles of the earth's surface per hour. So it comes as no surprise. If thanks to astonishing flight characteristics, the aircraft set numerous speed and altitude records throughout its career. Nevertheless, the Blackbird wasn't an easy plane to fly as SR 71 pilot, Brian Schul recalls in his book, sled driver. There were a lot of things we couldn't do in an SR-71, but we were the fastest guys in the block and love reminding our fellow aviators of this fact. People often asked us if because of this fact it was fun to fly the jet. Uh, fun would not be the first word I would use to describe flying this plane. Intense, maybe even cerebral. Jesus Christ. So that thing was squirrely, going faster than anything else at 80,000 fucking feet. Dude, those guys are nuts. <laughs> I like my little egg beater here, uh, helicopter. However, according to Shell, there was one day in our sled experience when we would have to say that was pure fun to be the fastest guys out there, at least for the moment. I'll always remember a certain radio exchange that occurred one day as Walt, my backseat, my backseater and I were screaming across Southern California, 13 miles high, 13 miles high. We were monitoring various radio transmissions from our other aircraft as we entered Los Angeles air, airspace. Though they didn't really control us, they did monitor our movement across the scope. Uh, I heard a Cessna ask for a readout of its ground speed. 90 knots, Center replied. Moments later, a twin beach required the same. 120 knots, Center answered. We weren't the only ones proud of our ground speed that day. as almost instantly an F-18 smugly trans. Mitted. Uh, center Dusty 52 request ground speed readout. There was a slight pause, then the response 620 knots on the ground, Dusty. All right, so he just big leagued those, the guy in the Cessna and then the twin. Another silent pause as I was thinking to myself how ripe a situation this was. I heard a familiar click of a radio transmission coming from my back seater. Uh, it was at that precise moment I realized Walt and I had become a real crew. For both of us were thinking in unison. How cool is that? Center Aspen 20, you got a ground speed readout for us? There was a longer than normal pause. Aspen, I show 1,942 knots. No further inquiries were heard on that frequency. (laughs) That's fucking awesome. Um, Oh, men. That's how we break balls. All right. Dictator idea. Oh, I had a good one the other day. I can't remember it. 
Ah, it was just a simple one. God damn it. I'll have to start writing them down. Hey, William the Dictator, longtime listener, first-time writer. Yes, we've been asking, I've been asking my listeners, me and the voices in my head have been asking the listeners, um, you know, if you were a dictator, what would be something that you would implement? Okay, so hypothetically, I've just become leader. This is this, this guy here uh, of, guess, let's go with America. And I've, I've got total control. All right, you're the dictator of America. Wonderful. First things first, free health care and education for everyone. Not because I give a shit, but I have no use for broken, dead, stupid people. <laughs> All housing, food needs are provided for you. All this should foster goodwill between me and the people. Then I remove the economy. Money will no longer be necessary. All right. Well, how do you keep the military and all these other guys at bay who want their money? A person is 100% taken care of in terms of schooling, clothes, amenities, etc. as long as they hold down a job. Doesn't matter what it is, you do a job. You got to keep existing. All right. Well, then how do you keep people from fucking uh, taking easy jobs? You know what I mean? Like, hey, I'll push a broom. I'm not going to become a brain surgeon. Why do I want to dedicate all of that if I could just push a broom and be taken care of? Don't mean to poke holes. Let me read the rest of this. I make sure I have enough people work infrastructure jobs to keep things running smoothly. Entertainment will still be a big industry and people will still have weekends to blow off steam. After all, I want a happy population because people work harder. And if they don't, well, I always like Carlin's bit about bringing back crucifixion. Oh, Jesus, you crucify him. Crime will only have two punishments, capital punishment or life in the slave pens. Weed will be legal. I turn the focus of this country from corporate consumerism to scientific research. Every available extra resource will be devoted towards the development of every scientific area with the ultimate goals being eternal life for me. Uh, Infinite energy as or as close as one can get complete command over our DNA, able to make superhuman gene warriors, highly intelligent human computers, etc., faster than light travel and contact with whatever the fuck we find there in the void of space. There are, these are just sort of the big points I'd hit after becoming the dictator of America. Thanks for all the laughs, chuckles, and go fuck yourself. Wow, man, you've got a plan here, man. I think you, you would have to be a world dictator to make that work. If you're going to eliminate money and all of that, I don't know how you're going to do that and uh, still coexist with the rest of the world because we owe them money. It's just like, well, we got rid of money, man. We don't, know, we don't have any anymore. Uh, world's best dictator. Uh, hey there, sagging red baggins. Uh, my first action as a dictator would be make the world a better place and goes as follows. I would create a health status-based tax and payroll system. Your base income tax percent will reflect your body fat percentage. Wait, that was over my head. I would create a health status-based tax and payroll system. Your base income tax percent will reflect your body fat percentage. All right. For safety and to maintain revenue, the best score would be 10%. Maintaining 10% for many years will result in a better retirement package. I imagine the revenue would shrink up, but so will the medical tax burden of this fat-ass nation. The amount of pay you earn would be based on an algorithm governed by a semi-annual blood test and a physical fitness test. Halt all plastic surgeries and less life-threatening uh, for 10 years. Then tell everyone I'm revamping the plastic surgery in 
industry for improvements. Everyone would have to re- prepay their requests for the 10 years. After the 10 years are up and the money is collected, I would tell all the vanity-based surgery requests to fuck off. Oh, you double-cross them. How are you going to stay stay on, your, on your, your fucking king's chair with all those guys coming at you with their scalpels? Uh, then I would tell all the money take all the money and give free surgeries to people suffering from deformities at birth or innocent accident, accidental deformities. Uh, any serious criminals found guilty via hard evidence, such as rapists, killers, filthy banker cunts, or corrupt government officials would be sent to a top secret prison, but they would be what the masses, but they wouldn't, that would be what the masses think. What would really happen is they get taken to the great Pacific garbage patch with they get injected with Ebola and AIDS and left stranded to die of sunburn and dehydration. Jesus. I'd also make you fly us around to various cigar plantations. Thank you for what you do, and thank you to all the uh, comedians. I know Nia is busy being a mother, but we do miss her on the podcast. Well, look at that. You got her in the early part of this. Take care, oh great freckled cunt. Um, that's an interesting one. You're going hard there. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're going to go after bankers and all them, you're going to make sure you kill them because they will fucking regroup. And, uh, yeah, they'll do something. They'll come back at you. All right, shower problem. Dear little drummer cunt. Dear little drummer cunt. I'm 30 years old and have been in a great relationship for about a year, but my girlfriend is always asking me to shower with her. We're not 15 anymore, and we've been dating a while, so this isn't about sex. She says it's a great way to be present and connect since there are no phones or distraction, which I agree with because we have some of our best conversations in there. All this sounds great, except I'm fucking miserable during it. We just have a normal shower, one shower head, so when she's soaking up the hot water for most of the shower, I'm sitting there freezing my ass off with soap in my eyes. Uh, when I do get my 10 seconds of water, I feel like I'm walking a tightrope, squeezing by her in the small-ass tub. Uh, should I be a man and suck it up or bring it up and ask for more time in the water? By the way, your painter rants from last summer still crack me up every time I think about it. Love the podcast and wish you and your family the best for 2022. Um, I got it here, okay? Because that's a great thing, your wife... Uh, your girlfriend wants to connect with you and everything. And, uh, you know, happy wife, happy life. Same thing with a girlfriend. So what you should do is you should up the level of gayness to it or femininity, whatever you want to call it, and just take a bath with her. All right. Then you're both in the hot water. She can have a nice conversation. It actually takes a little bit longer. So she feels like you care more. And then you don't freeze your ass off and you can just sit there doing, you know, active listening. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I I love her. She's great. You know, you just do that. (laughs) And then you're good. All right. Anyways, that's the, uh, that is the end of the podcast, everybody. And uh, yeah, man, this was a weird one. Um, Once again, I can't believe Bob is gone and... uh, you know, if you guys didn't know him, go read all the tributes and uh, the world would be a better place if everybody tried to be more like the great Bob Saget was. Um, that is it. I will talk to you guys on Thursday. Okay.
All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available technology, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.